Hello, greetings, welcome to Splinters. This is Gary Rogowski. Thank you for joining me. Today's podcast is called Reading the Fish. I do not fish. Let me be clear about this right from the first cast. The idea is romantic, sun-drenched with iconic mayflies flitting about and murmuring to the ripples of the river. The reality is that fishing is cold work, aimless for hours on end, and with only slightly better odds of success than golf for me. It is also filled with a thousand ideas from a thousand fisher folk about the correct way to fish, from a boat, from a bank, from a pontoon, with hook, line, and sinker in some form of squiggly live bait, or stinky dead ones, or carefully tied flies. And how do you approach the river? That's no simple thing. Do you wade into the Deschutes in your jeans and sneakers a la Brian Boggs when I took him out there one chilly summer morning with the Beagle? Brian Boggs is, of course, the noted chairmaker. Or do you don your Filson hat and Filson jacket and Filson waders, spending about 5K in gear before you even get out of your Rivian truck creekside and lose your first hand-tied fly of the morning to an Arab branch? Margaret, my cafe au lait. A quick aside, who's Margaret? Margaret was my best and first ever office person. She never got me coffee. She did spout Italian at me and would constantly remind me when I fought with the city over regulations, do not let the bastards get you down. She was the best. Good advice to remember when you're fishing. No, I can leave the endless wait for a fish to call on me, and I prefer the less crowded scenery of my bench the quiet of the mountain stream I call my mind, and the kind of catch, an idea, that I can eventually reel in with no fear of breaking a line. A catch that is less slippery than the salmon and far less messy to clean. It is this work at my bench that beckons me back to its solemn pace where I can finally stretch out with some of those thoughts that have been plaguing me that week or month or decade. You see, it is a fertile playground, is my mind. And as a woodworker, or because I am a woodworker, I need to be at the bench where I am constantly exposed to my mind's ragged, raging radio stations that I seem to flip through like a speed freak hitchhiker riding shotgun with me back when the radio had a dial, searching for the right song at the wrong time in the dark of night. Snippets, suggestions, half phrases. Mama told me not to come. Bill, maybe I'm doing it wrong. One minute I'm thinking about my father and his heavy thumb imprint on me, my work and my insane sense of perfection. And next I'm happily screaming out lyrics to Tower of Powers I strut to my bandsaw. You ought to be having fun. They're all banging around in my brain pan, and getting to work at the bench is one of the best ways I have to quiet them all down eventually. No, the fish I need to be reading. Remember the fish? These fish are the ones that reside in the grain of, of the wood that I'm about to plane or cut with my chisel. Don't let your head be turned by the lovely figure lines of the board. They will tell you nothing of value. Another pretty face is all. No, you have to peer deeper. Really look at the wood and determine, is it ring porous like that solid, sturdy-seeming oak? Or semi-ring porous like the dark beauty of a walnut plank? Or maybe it's diffuse porous, 
were those wily fish swimming about in the tumultuous grain of a board of curly cherry or fiddleback maple will drive you crazy by trying to plane them. And it's always the last stroke. It's the very last stroke. I'll just take one more. And you do, and it's a disaster because that's when the cherry or maple tears out. Look close. You can see the fish. It's at this point in a lecture that I stop and translate for my open-mouthed students. What is he talking about? That the fish are the grain lines. Look past the pretty figure and actually look at the grain lines. And if they run up to the edge of the board in one direction and you plane in that direction, everything will turn out fine. It doesn't matter if the figure is going the other way. Do not let your head be turned by that siren song of another pretty board. Look closely and find the fish playing with them. Join their school. And if they're going helter-skelter, well, just adjust. Get out your scraper. Tune up your card scraper or your cabinet scraper. Grab your high-angle block plane. Brandish your high-angle chip breaker and defeat those fish. You can. You must. It's your job. It's your passion. It's your obsession. Make the wood smooth. My friend Cameron years ago said, yeah, it's, it's one of your pieces. It's always perfect. And that measure of perfection does wear on you, I, I must admit. I've lightened up some. Not a lot, but I've lightened up some on that measure of perfection. And this, this fall, we are about to jo join our, our folks in an online mastery program. And that's always fun. Fun to meet new folks and gather a new group and see where it leads us. We've got a first-year group and a second-year group. I'm going to start a, what's called the OMP3, which is the graduate group, in January. So any of you listening who are graduates of any of my mastery programs, please uh, drop me a line and you can join us. Um, we're going to do an eight-week seminar on geometry and design. Oh, there's hardly anything to talk about. Goodness. Oh, it's just so much fun. It really is just so much fun. Almost 50 years. I'm almost there. I'm doing this work at the bench. And it's just so much fun. Those of you thinking about doing this as a living, Stop it. Make sure you've got a wife with a good job or a husband with a good job or a partner with a good job. Terrible way to make a living. Great way to live. You know, we are where we put ourselves. Yeah, things occur. How do we react to those things is the issue. And so if you're lucky, I, I made a choice that was so off the board, no one saw it coming. And I got lucky. And maybe you can get lucky too. Check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com. Buy a hat. It won't change your life. But taking a class might. I just got a note from a student who, who took a bench-making class, he said, 10 years ago. And he said that it changed the way he thought about working with wood, and it changed the way he, he thought about being at the bench. And, and that's really, it's, it's amazing to hear. It really is amazing to hear. You just don't know what the sort of impact you might have on folks. This is what he said. I guess what I'm trying to say is there is magic in this world, a magic that you and others like you, perhaps unknowing, inspire. You probably have no memory of me, but I found joy in your teachings. Tom, that's cool. <laughs> Gotta admit, that's pretty cool to hear. 
I don't know what impact I have, but I'm trying. When I can get out of my way, I, I can do a pretty good job. Please check out northwestwoodworking.com. Support me on coffee, K-O-F-I.com. Joe, I wouldn't spell it that way. Coffee, K-O-F-I.com. Take a look at the information on our homepage about the Setting Up Shop series. And we may push the date, starting date back a little bit because I'd really like that class to run for people just getting started. That would be a fun class because I have to build another shop. I'm getting another shop built and I have to fill that up. And there are things you need to consider. Just walking through my shop, I realize every time I have to make three turns to get to my bench, I'm not happy by the time I get there. One turn, that's all right. Two, uh, you're pushing it. Three turns, forget it. <laughs> I'm already, maybe not cranky, but I'm not happy. Feng Shui is real. It changes the way you flow through the shop. When your path is clear, compared to, you know, stepping over crap you left in your way and have to move for the fifth time, I'm talking to myself. That, yeah, makes a difference. And, and understanding what's important in your shop is one of the goals of the Setting Up Shop series. So I hope you'll uh, take a look at that and register for class. Okay, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your listening. Take care out there. It's a crazy world. Get to the bench. <laughs> Less crazy there. Adios.